Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the January 28th edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter, and we always start off our show with a prayer. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thank you for all the times that you've given us. Thank you for this game that you've given us, and thanks for letting us really uh, be able to unify a bunch of people in this state that probably wouldn't even know each other existed without soccer or being around. I'm praying Thanksgiving for that, and I obviously pray for the repose of, of the soul of my mother and everybody who's died, from Kobe Bryant on down, um, that they'd be in heaven, and that those le- who are left behind be inspired by the Holy Spirit, too, to guide us uh, through learning how to live life with them at the other level. And um, I thank you for all the people who are around, uh, who help us through that walk, and I ask your blessings to come upon them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody. Welcome. Sorry I didn't have the edition up on Monday, but with my mother's, uh, I mean, I don't like to pull, pull uh, soft words. With my mother dying on Friday, you know, my focus has got to be on my family. And yesterday was just with, with, with a girls game also and teaching full time. Uh, we just could not produce the show well enough. And we have a really good show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about the Division Four preview for boys uh, uh, with Coach Judy from Christ Episcopal. And we're also going to be talking to Roger Bima uh, about Division Three. Uh, all of the divisions are just wonderful to watch. I mean, it's been a great race this year. Um, a lot of, I guess, what the NFL will call parity. A lot of teams can beat a lot of teams. Uh, very few teams, really. When I look at the entire state, the only team that really stands out from anybody is St. Paul's boys. Uh, when it comes to everybody else, I mean, uh, everybody's got a weak spot. Everybody's got got a uh, everybody really is a team that can be beaten and I'm sure St. Paul's can be beaten it's just uh, um, they haven't shown that weakness yet and I don't think they're going to and uh, uh, so we're going to be talking about that in the next couple of segments so I want to take a segment though just to thank everybody who's been supportive of me throughout the last two weeks um, um, I got a chance to be in the room with my mother dying and I do respect everybody here whether you believe in God or not but um uh, 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 you know, holding, I was given the opportunity and the gift to be able to hold my mother's hand as she took her last breath. Y'all, she died on the very last amen of our rosary. In the Catholic Church, we pray the rosary. And uh, I don't think that's an accident. I mean, literally, she flatlined as soon as we got the mm out of amen after we went Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. And, uh, uh, I've never experienced anything like that. I've experienced some things close to that. Uh, in Katrina, we saw a lot of death, and uh, and once you see death, y'all, it's a, it's a it's sobering. It really lets you know that you better get your act together because your days are number two, and and uh, my days are counting down pretty quick. I've been trying to make a difference uh, in the world, and especially in the world of soccer, uh, and I think it's really important that um. 
that we play these games knowing that, you know, these these kids who are playing soccer right now, they're not going to be playing for the rest of their lives, and they're not going to, most of them aren't going to be playing at the next level. Some of them will be, God, God willing, you know, be playing in college. But a lot of them are, are this is it when they're done. And, and if you're going to do everything you can to win a game, what are you teaching them, you know? Uh, uh, one thing that was pretty obvious to me when my mother was dying was that that's it. All she had was what was in that bed and the life that she's lived before that. And that's it. And uh, as coaches, we have a lot of influence over our players, okay? And players, you have a lot of influence over your fans and the people watching you. Um, to to do everything that it takes to win, I think is a grave error. I think uh, winning with class and winning with sportsmanship and winning playing the right way without being gamesman-like, uh, I think is a big deal. I think these dives that I've seen this year, Year. Um, people manipulating referees, um, uh, time, uh, all those things. Like when you get when you finish the game, you shake hands, and uh, you don't want to shake hands and really just say, "Okay, well, I got one over on you." Hopefully, now I'm gonna get one over on the IRS later, maybe on some business deals. I'm gonna cut corners and overcharge people, or um, you name it. There's many ways to cheat the system. And get results, you know. Uh, um, and on this show, we we don't hide the fact that we do believe in God and uh, and and Jesus Christ in particular, and and you know that's not the highway to heaven. All right. And uh, uh, as a coach, if you're going to cheat to win or you're going to show kids how to tug at a jersey and not get caught, you know, or how to dive on the very right time. Um, it's you. You've taught them well, but you you've taught them something very dangerous that can that can maybe impede their entire eternity. You know, so um, coaches don't underestimate. It's not just a game, okay? Uh, it's a teaching tool. And and uh, PE class is not just a class. I mean, how many people don't learn how to eat and exercise in PE? Obesity is probably one of our major diseases in America. And uh, if everybody's mandated to take two years of PE, how is this happening, you know? So really, uh, going through the motions with anything on this earth is, is real wasteful. And I want to encourage all of the coaches uh, to, to really reflect on that when you're game planning and your training, how do you want your team to respond uh, to the stimuluses they're going to get? And and then players, I want you to reflect too that um, that what you do on the playing field is probably going to be what you're going to do in the real world too. And and uh, what kind of families do you want to raise? What kind of uh, businesses do you want to run? And uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, all, all these things are important, y'all. And uh, I'm sorry for getting on a soapbox. Um, I'm on the air eight years, and I guess every now and then I deserve a little box time. But uh, I really uh, I get aggravated when I see um, um, play on the field not genuine. Okay, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, call it gamesmanship all you want to. Playing the system, um, um, I, I just think it's uh, uh, it's one of the tragic things about our game because there's a lot of that in our game okay how long it takes you to take a goal kick how long it takes you to go run a ball down not having ball boys uh when when especially the other team is losing you know uh uh little little cheeky things like that it's just 
it's uh, unfortunate. And I uh, I will tell you this, that all of the kids are smart. They see everything, okay? They might not understand everything, but they see everything. And they're being formed, okay? Uh, you are forming the youth of America, and you seniors out there, you're forming the sparsities of two years from now. And and uh, uh, the way the way you uh, treat the game now is going to affect the game for years to come. Oh, well, enough said. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to uh, Coach Judy's and, and get a Division Four preview on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. All right, welcome back to Monday Night Football. We're here with Coach Judy's from Christ Episcopal. Coach, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Coach Allen, for having me. All right. Well, um, first of all, before I talk about Division Four, let's talk about your season. It's been a remarkable year. What what has st- stood out about it? Um, boys or girls? Oh, boys, um, boys, boys. Boys. Okay. Uh, the boys. What stood out for them was um, actually responding to the first game of the season. Uh, we we started off with a five zero defeat. And me and Coach Carnavale looked at each other and were like, oh, man, this is going to be a long season. But um, there was a few things factoring into that. Uh, we had about six club guys that didn't have a club team the prior year. Their team folded. So they were coming into the uh, season without playing a game in about seven months, half my team. So it was a very, very slow start. But the way they responded to that, 5-0 defeat uh, was remarkable. Um, they all bought in together and uh, and just kept developing throughout the season. And that was our only defeat of the season. It was that first game. And so, yeah, and your your teams. I mean, you know, we played you last week, and I'm gonna tell everybody, listen, and this team is. Uh, you look on the sidelines, you know, you see hardly any players. You see one of your kids looks like he's in fifth grade, and he turns out to be the best player on the field. And uh, could you tell me a little bit about him, by the way? Uh, uh, he's a remarkable player. Oh yes, his name is Wills. Um, he is a eighth grader and, uh, he plays club soccer. He's just one of the hardest working players on the field. He's very small, but he knows that, um, he's not effective unless he's scrappy. So he's a very, very scrappy player. And, it, and, and when he gets the ball, he does the simple things. He knows that he doesn't have really the speed or strength to beat some of these players. So he, um, he plays a lot of simple soccer, which uh, goes well with our philosophy. And, and he uh, picked and he picked us clean. I tell you what. Uh, um, and so y- y- y'all had y'all had a lot of success. And it looks like y- y- all of your kids are bought in, and they're really uh, scrappy. Would be, uh, I think, the word to to, to, uh, to to talk about y'all. And now you're one of the favorites to win state. You like your chances? I do. Um, I wouldn't be. Um agreeing with that like I said at the beginning of the season but now the team has changed it's uh they bought into the concept of uh team first because uh the beginning of the season we have a bunch of good individual talented players and some of the players are trying to do a little too much but the last four or five weeks or so we've uh come together as a team and they've realized that them working together, they're a lot more successful as a bunch of individuals out there. So, um, a lot of people are, are a lot of players are um, they bought into that that team first system, and uh, it's making their job a lot easier. 
and, and tiring, you know? What was the biggest win y'all had this year? Say that again? What was your biggest victory this year, the most remarkable one? Um, there was a few of them, um, but I'd say three key, key wins this season. One was against Fountain Blue in the Piney Woods tournament. Um, like you said, we have a very small bench and playing four games in two days is, is tough for us. So, uh, for us to persevere and come through with that one Oh victory in, in the finals, that was a great win. Um, also Pope John Paul, they always play a strong district opponent, um, beat them at their place. And probably the third one, I'd have to say, uh, North Lake Christian, we haven't beat them in three years, and um, they were standing our way for a district title. Uh, we had to get the result, and we did convincingly. So those three, those three victories probably stand out the most. I tell you what, they got they get my attention. Now, when it comes to Division Four, besides yourself, who do you think there are the teams that you got to look out for to win the title at the end of February? Um, I would have to say the the first team we played, um, Pistol Baton Rouge, they beat us, like I said, convincingly the first game. Um, but we are a totally different team now, so I hope they don't go into the game thinking uh, they're going to see the same opponent because they, uh, they're going to have a little reality check. Uh, so I'd say them. Um, I would also say... Um, uh, Newman, Newman's a good squad right now. Me, uh, us, and Newman are we're flip flopping for second and third in state right now. Um, and like I said, uh, Pope John Paul, they're, they're a strong team as well. Um, they their coach always has them fired up to play. So if uh, if we don't bring it on any given day, you know we'll have trouble with those teams. Tell you what, it's weird to not have Episcopal School of Acadiana in the conversation. Uh, I guess this is a rebuilding year for them, but uh, all those other teams that you mentioned, uh, they're going to be they're going to be hard hard outs when you start going to the playoffs. One good thing for y'all is y'all going to have home field advantage pretty much the whole way through, right? Yeah, well, tonight's a big uh, going to factor into that. Um, if we get a good result against Lusher tonight, um, it should keep us in top three. And if that's the case, then, yeah, we sh- we'll get a bye first round and home field advantage. And that is, like you said, big time. Yeah, well, um, and, and Blusher's hoping for the same results. So uh, do you have an ambulance for the game? <laughs> um, no, but they better bring it because I know, <laughs> our boys are, I know our boys are ready. They've been uh, looking forward to this game for quite some time. We've been having to push it back because of weather conditions. Uh, so I believe they're ready to roll. Um, and I'm expecting a good match, which is good because we need some good competition here going into the playoffs. We're definitely going to have that with them. All right, you got the microphone and you're talking to the entire state. Anything you want to tell all the state coaches about high school soccer in general or uh, anything you want to get off your chest? Um, I just, I just want to say that, um, you know, High school soccer. Um, well, we got we've got some some co players on our team, and um, I've actually got one player on my team. I kind of want to um, mention. He um, his name's Jacob Bodion, and he's a phenomenal player, club player. And uh, I just want to give him some recognition because 
Uh, to be honest with you, I believe he can start on any team in this state, and he's been a big key for us. Uh, I just basically want to give him him recognition, uh, captain of our team and and the, the the pillar of our success right now. All right. Well, Coach, we're going to be keeping a close eye on you, and uh, and it's just uh, from what I saw the other day, I think you're going to have a deep run in the playoffs, and I wish you nothing but the best. Well, I appreciate that, and I always have pleasure playing your squad. They're always they're always uh, disciplined, and um, they never give up. They play with heart, and I respect that. Thank you, Coach. That means a lot. All right. Well, uh, good luck tonight, and uh, God bless you. All right. Thank you, Alan. All right. Bye bye. All right, that was Coach Judice from Christ Episcopal. And where they've come from in the few years that they've existed is incredible. Of course, um, their coach was one of the legendary players back in our day uh, when I was first coming up to coaching ranks. And uh, and these kids have a really good role model to look up to. Uh, he can show them exactly uh, what he wants them to do. And uh, he's got them playing very, very, very positive. And, uh, I, I, and I think a lot of teams are going to fall to the wayside side to them uh, this year. Uh, I really do like their chances. Although the teams that he did mention earlier, uh, I've seen Pope John Paul II uh, at the beginning of the year. They have a deep, deep bench. I think that's one of the advantages that they have over a lot of the other Division IV teams is they have almost an entire starting lineup sitting on the bench as opposed to just, you know, uh, teams just being able to squeak out 11 players uh, that can play competently on the field. So, it's going to be something Newman's got a lot of hunger, and Northlake Christian has the experience of, of knowing how to win a state championship. And make no mistake about it, everybody who's listening, um, playoff soccer is a little different, all right? Uh, when you have that finality that you know that this could be your last game, there's just something that the teenagers get that. And uh, and a lot of them think they're giving their all right now, but they're going to be surprised in a week that they're not even close. And the ones that can't up their game another notch are going to usually be left behind and uh that's just playoff soccer that's what makes high school soccer so exciting in louisiana and that's why i've been so proud to be a part of it for the last uh really almost four decades well that's gonna do it um when we come back uh i'll have some final comments on monday night football your voice of youth soccer we'll see you after the break Welcome back to Monday Night Football, everybody. We're here with uh, Coach Roger Bima uh, from E.D. White. Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. Well, before we start talking about Division Three in general, let's talk about E.D. White. You've had a great year this year. Uh, what, do you, what do you think makes it so special? Well, we've had our ups and downs. Uh, what, what's special about this team is we've battled through a lot of adversity. With, at times, we've had three, maybe four starters out, and the kids have come through in clutch moments, and uh, I think it's starting to give them some confidence that they could probably do it. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a big morale booster for us and a confidence booster for us when everybody comes back and we play well. How many of those kids that are starting right now were on that team that made the run last year? Uh, not many. I think uh, four of them. Okay. And uh, because we lost a bunch of guys, and before that, the year we went to the finals, we had, there was nobody left off that team except for um, Miles Loker. And, you know, last year he had his foot broken in that quarterfinal game. That, I mean, yep. that really put a hurt on us. Yep, yep. Yeah. 
I know, I know, I know. We yeah. talked about that quite a bit. Yeah. Well, who are your top players this year? Well, uh, you know, we don't have a really standout play, but what we do have that's making the team work very well is 11 compatible players, all about the same or a little bit better in some places technically wise. And so what has happened to them is that they all play together. And we don't have one guy that's really good. We don't have any that's bad. We just have everybody basically the same. That you know that causes uh, us to gel because you know we all playing within ourselves, and we know what the other guys can do and what we have to do to help. And so that helps us in the long run, you know, to be a better team. All right, excellent. Uh, who do you think was your? Uh, what game was your best game this year so far? Oh, when we played Holy Cross and beat them one zero at Copa. Okay. And uh, that was the starting point. Uh, we last couple when we played you all too. We played really good. Thanks. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, last couple of games we've been playing well, and then we had a couple of mental lapses against Lusher, and they, you know they are they are a good side, and uh, we we had to had to do some counseling with the guys to you know to get them to come back from that. Yeah, uh, because we felt we should have won the game, but you give up two PKs, you're not gonna win. Oh my! And um, and one of them we agreed with. The other one, you know, we saw the film. We have the film. The guy was nowhere near, and near the uh, the 18, just kind of fell in and grabbed his leg and yelled, and which is part of the game, I guess. No, and, I don't um, like that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know me. I, I don't yeah. really. If you got to win a game doing that, I'd rather not win the game. You know. Yeah. But I give them credit, though. You know, they scored four goals against us, and we haven't given up four goals this year only one time against Brother Martin when we were down uh, for a starter. So, okay. you know, yeah, so they have a good team, and they should be they should be looked uh, as a team that could probably go to semis and beyond that. Okay. Yeah, they have a big – we were just talking to um, Christ Episcopal's coach, Coach Judy's, and, uh, and yeah. they have a big game tonight between both of them. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, when it comes now, you your schedule has been diverse. Uh, you haven't been hiding behind power rankings, at least as far as I can see. You've just been yeah. playing good people. Um, who do you think are the teams to watch out for in Division Three? Well, I've always, you know, you don't know much about the teams from the north, like Loyola and people like that, because nobody ever sees them. And, you know, when they come, they're a clean slate, and you can't, you go, okay, we haven't seen them before. And, uh, the competition in that part of the state, I think, is not as good as the U highs and the Vanderbilts and uh, the Lushes and the U Labs and people like Parkview Baptist down here. Yeah. So they are a uh, source of, you know, you're like wonderment for us because we go up there to play them and, you know, you go, okay, what are they going to do? You know, what is their style? You know, just, it's just hard to figure them out because they're so far away and we never get to see them. Right. Yeah. Well, who besides uh, besides uh, uh, you know the Loyola teams? Who on the South really stands? Do you think Vanderbilt's y'all going to be playing uh, them next week? Yeah, we we getting to play them next week, and Vanderbilt has a strong attacking. They they are very well uh, midfield and striker wise. They're very good at that. I think they lost their best defender. That may hurt them in the end, but you know they always have lots of kids coming off the bench who can just jump in. And, you know, they have depth, which is something we suffer with the last five years. We never have any depth because we have small squads. But uh, I think Vanderbilt's going to be good. 
Russia, they're going to be strong. And the team that I think is going to surprise everybody is that nobody's talking about is uh, University Lab. Okay. Uh, maybe even um, Parkview Baptist. Yeah. Because they have they have lots of quality kids on those teams. And, it's you know, it's a one-game tournament. Right. Uh, and you play one, you play good one game and, you know, you're in. It's not, you know, it's not two out of best two out of three or anything like that. So right. it's one game and you move on. So, it, you know, it could be, I think that anybody in the top eight or so, maybe 10, has a good chance of, um, of making it, you know, to the final four. But, you know, be, having said that, you can never count out St. Louis. That's what I was going to ask you, because to me, they're on my radar. I don't care how many ties they have. They, they, you know, they have pedigree there, you know, and Jason's a great coach. And and, uh, they're going to wind up, because of their record, they're going to wind up in the middle, and they're probably going to buzzsaw their first opponent. Probably so, probably so, because they they, they compete very, very well and hard. And some teams aren't ready for that kind of – intensity that they bring and so i i think they'll i'll think they'll go far in the in the playoffs you just if they get a favorable draw somewhere they'll be they'll be going into the quarters probably hey but one team you haven't mentioned maybe you haven't seen them i've had a chance to scout them is north vermilion have you had a chance to look at them we we played them to a tie early in the year and on you know we don't do well on skinny fields yeah yeah. <laughs> and their their field was the typical football field, which is yeah. you know credit to them. We don't we didn't adjust well. They have a couple of real quality kids, and um, you know they'll they'll make a run too. It, this year is going to be interesting. I think not the millions. You know I've neglected them, but I think they could probably uh, make a run. It's just last couple of years they always pull Vanderbilt or somebody like that, and, uh, and but you have to go to Vanderbilt and play on their field and. Then you, you know you, it's going to be hard for you to win over there. I think uh, Ed White's the only one that's beat him over there in the semifinals three years ago. Yeah. So you know it's it's going to be tough if you got to go there. Yep. Yeah. Well, you got the mic. Uh, you got the whole state listening. Anything you want to tell the state? Well, I tell you this year, I think it's wide open. It's anybody's game, and that's what's interesting and has us intrigued, especially here at Ed White. We, you know, I keep telling my kids every day, "Why not you? Yeah. Why not you? You know." And uh, it's not going to be easy, but you're going to have to work. And, and to get where you want to go, you have to go where you've never been before. And that means you're going to have to work harder and more efficient than you have in the past. Yeah. Some And some of the kids are starting to buy into it. Uh, and some of the kids are not there mentally or physically yet because we're very young. But uh, in the next couple of games, we'll find out where we are really when we play, uh, we play Vanderbilt uh, next week, Tuesday. Where is that game going to be? It's going to be at Vanderbilt. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be a nice, friendly crowd, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we always look forward to going there, for sure. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Coach, thank you for giving me some of your time, and uh, especially uh, and really right before practice. And uh, I wish you yeah. the best for the rest of the year, and I, I honestly don't want to play you again. <laughs> okay. So I think you're a very dangerous team. All right. Okay, well, thank, thank you for the kind words. All right. God bless. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. And that was Coach Roger Beamer from E.D. White. And uh, and I'm, I'm being totally frank with y'all. I don't want to play them again. I think uh, the teams that are in the top five of Division III, uh, um, I think anybody can be beat. Uh, he mentioned university. We lost to them 2 nothing in the tournament. And, um, and really, it was from restart. So... 
I, I think uh, I think anybody could put together a, a good run in Division Three. Uh, Leesville, he didn't mention, or Deritter, and um, all those teams there can can really pack a punch uh, and, and upset you uh, if you're not ready to play. And this could be a great, great, great uh, finish this year, at least in Division Three for sure. And uh, well, the playoffs are shaped up magically. Uh, uh, we're not done yet, though, y'all. We still got another week to go and some big, big games to go. And uh, I think where everybody is right now is not how it's going to finish up, um, probably by far. All right, big games happening tonight, big games happening throughout the week. So we're going to keep our eye on them on Monday Night Football. Wish the best for you and your family. And I want to, again, thank everybody who's been uh, praying for mine. And uh, and remember, carpe diem in Christ. Look at Kobe. You just never know. So make sure that today is your best day. Uh, do your best to try to make sure of that. God bless you and your families. Uh, and I'll see y'all next week, God willing, on Monday Night Football. Take care. Bye-bye.